the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 69 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Liam, one of the kids, and I'm eight. I'm Anna, and I'm ten. And I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. And today we have a treat for our listeners. We talked a couple days ago on Saturday, because we were recording this on Monday, we talked with a patron of ours, Alethea, and her son, Nolan. And we had a super fun discussion ranging all the way from, you know, your personal meaning of Star Wars to the reason that Boba Fett is, honestly, probably Snoke. <laughs> right? Let me go on. Uh, but first, before we get to that, let's talk about all the Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. So I finished the novel Thrawn a couple days ago, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's done. It's, it's a book that's done. And uh, my final review is much like the review that I gave it on the last episode, when I was two-thirds of the way through it, uh, which is, you know, I think I give it a B, and I maintain that having Thrawn as a primary point-of-view character isn't nearly as interesting and fun as having him as the, the villain that the other point-of-view characters, you know, react to and focus on. So... And right now my voice probably sounds different than it did just a couple seconds ago because I edited out the cough that I just did. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, we're going to, we're going to the pharmacy today and picking up some new medicine. Hopefully this stuff will finally take care of this ridiculous cold that I've had for a month. Uh, but anyway, um, back to Thrawn. Um, so a lot of fans of the old EU ex- expanded universe or what we now call legends, uh, criticized like Chuck Wendig's writing style, for example, uh, when aftermath came out, you know, they, they, they said it was, they didn't like his writing style and they really criticized, they really gave, gave Chuck Wendig, uh, a lot of grief. What and, is his uh, writing style? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, present tense. So instead of, you know, wedge did this, it was wedge does this, right? Wedge thinks this and this instead of Wedge thought this and this, right? Um, uh, and then also the he writes in a, a lot of times he uses very short sentences, you know, and a lot of sentence fragments. A lot of times I use short sentences. Mm, yeah. Well, and that's fine. I mean, that's a it's a style of writing. Um, but but I so now you that probably wouldn't criticize your book that you're well, writing. We wouldn't criticize Anna's book. No, no one would criticize hers because oh. I mean. She's only eleven years. She's yeah. only ten years old. <laughs> ten. You said it too. Right. She's only ten years old. She's only <laughs> right. Right. Um, His daddy keeps thinking I'm eleven. <laughs> I keep thinking you're eleven too. It's funny. Uh, but you know, so I'm not seeing any criticism of of Timothy Zahn, who wrote Thrawn, uh, of his style of writing, and I think you know it's partially because he's an established Star Wars author, and a lot of people like what they know of Star Wars books up until this point. You know, Timothy Zahn is is royalty. You know, he is he is top notch Star Wars author because he wrote the original Thrawn trilogy, right? But I honestly, like, I kind of thought that the book was boring at times, and some of the sentence structures were just not that great. Um, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of of the writing style. I was so excited about this book. I was let down. Yeah, I was let down a little bit. So, I mean, I personally, I would take Chuck Wendig's out of the box writing 
or Timothy Zahn's in the box and by the numbers writing any day. Um, but I did like the book. I mean, I liked Thrawn. I just didn't love it. Um, I think it's sort of getting a free pass though, by a lot of fans simply because it's about Thrawn and it's by Timothy Zahn. And I that's, don't think that's, I don't think that's fair. And you know, that's, it's kind of, it, I think it's, it's fine for Timothy Zahn, but it's not fair for other authors who are doing new things and trying, you know, new writing styles to be criticized when, when, you know, I don't really see that much criticism of this book. And I think there's plenty of room for criticism of this book too. A lot of people are saying it's the best of the new canon. And I'm like, that's just because it has Thrawn in it. Did you read Lost Stars or, or, you know, Lost Stars uh, Bloodline is so or, good. You know, Lost um, Stars is probably better yeah, than this. I, I think you so. You think so? I yeah. I, if I had read this, I would probably think so too. I would put this book on probably my bottom three of the new canon. And that's saying a lot because I mean, I guess I should say it's not saying that much about this book because most of the new canon books, I think, have been pretty decent. Pretty good. What's that, Liam? Do you think any people that, like, kind of work in Lucasfilm or write Star Wars stuff or make Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. um, do you think any people of them listen to our podcast? Does it kind of make you a little uncomfortable, like, hearing me criticize something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. You know, I get that same feeling of discomfort. But I think if we just say we love everything, even if we don't, then that that's... Wouldn't, that wouldn't be interesting. And that's not being honest either. True. You know, I want to be honest with our listeners and and, I don't know. I think it's okay to be critical. I'm not saying this book, no one should read this book. This book is a waste of time. I'm not saying that. I, I, I enjoyed parts of this book. I, I thought overall, I'm glad I read it. Um, it just, you'd rather read it than not read it, right? Yes, of course I would rather. And I mean, I'm sad that I'm, I'm kind of sad that I'm done with it because I, I want a star Wars book to read. Thankfully, uh, in our little mini news segment that's coming up, we will talk about two Star Wars books that are coming out tomorrow. Uh, one interesting tidbit from this book, though, from Thrawn, is that Thrawn wants to minimize the amount the amount of death that his military actions create. What? Yeah, he wants to limit casualties. He is like he's known for that, at least with the people who know him well. That he doesn't want, you know, he doesn't just want. He cares, I guess, is what I'm saying. He cares whether or not people die. And he doesn't just want people to die randomly because that's just what happens in war. That's interesting. Yeah. Because that's what we see in Rebels. Do we see that in Rebels? I think so. Feels like it. I mean, he's fighting the, the Rebels. You know, the other side of the, the war, basically. Right? Although it's not really a oh, war. It's not really a war yet in Rebels. Heartless. It's not like Vader who would go down halls and like... Like, kill anyone who questions him? Right, yes. And also, like, he wouldn't... So, so when we talk about... Better than Vader. When we talk... We're right, nicer, I suppose. When we talk about casualties of war, a lot of times we're talking about um, the innocent people who are killed. Um, the people who aren't fighting. Because the people still who get are caught, fighting, get caught up in it. they chose to do that. Right, right. But yeah. the people who aren't choosing to fight... It's sad, right? Because they they get caught in the way, and in the millions yep. of people who weren't taking chances to die died mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah, yeah, yep. So it's really I interesting. Mean, it's still, sad when people who are taking chances to die die. I mean, that's really yes. sad. Yes, still. of course, yep. But there's yep. unexpected people who die too, like yes. people who aren't like unexpected. They don't totally. expect it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yep. 
it wasn't part of the deal for them. You know, right. for, people, for people who fight in a war, I mean, the, the possibility of, of dying in combat is, is a very real thing. And they know that, that. Sure, they've accepted that possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think this is interesting in this book, though, because we hear in Rebels, remember, when we're introduced to Thrawn, we hear um, Callus talk about the Siege of Bataan and how the civilian casualties outnumbered the rebel casualties, right? Like it was, it was this horrible, horrible, uh, attack where way more civilians, way more innocent people who weren't fighting were killed than people who were fighting. So how does that work? You know, if that's, and, and Thrawn was the leader of that battle, right? Well, we find out in this book and I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but we Can do find out afterwards. Sure. We do find out why that is in this book, which is pretty cool. Um, also, you know, we see the rise of Arinda Price in this book of governor price and how she went from the daughter of, a of, uh, people who own a coal, uh, a mine, not a coal mine, <laughs> but a mining operation on Lothal to the governor of Lothal. And it's a, you know, it's a long, uh, somewhat boring, uh, <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not too, it's not that exciting. Did the empire kill her parents? Mm, I don't want to answer that because that's, that could be too big of a spoiler too. Um, so if people haven't read the book yet, I'm, I'm not quite sure I want to talk about it, but, uh, I'll tell you once we're done, once we're done recording. Okay. All right. So let's head on over to the news. We're going to just have a little bit of news today. Um, we haven't talked about this yet on the show. And of course, next week we're going to uh, get back into all of the awesomeness from Star Wars Celebration. But this week we're just going to hit a couple things of news and then go to that really cool talk that we had with Alethea and Nolan. And uh, first up in the news is that Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be in May of 2019. So this will be the first, you know, saga movie, because Episode 7 and Episode 8 are both December movies. But Episode 9 is going to be May 24th, 2019. When is Episode 8 coming out? Episode 8 is coming out in December of this year. This year? This year. And when is Han Solo coming? Han Solo is coming out in May of next year. So a year after Han Solo, we're going to get... Oh, I get to blame my... um Class was right. I said that <laughs> next in May next year, episode eight was coming out, oh. and in um, May of December the year after. this year. Oh. Oh, so oh, you know it's interesting because I feel like we've been talking about the Han Solo movie more than we've been talking about Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Right? Almost. I don't think we have. Well, now that the now that the Last Jedi teaser has come out. Now we're all in Last Jedi mode. But before that, a lot of talk was about the Han Solo movie. Like, Woody Harrelson is cast in the Han Solo movie. And I don't, all these people are in I the Han Solo movie. I don't remember what he looks like. What who looks like? The person who is Han Solo in the movie. Alden Ehrenreich? Yeah, well, we can look that up. But right, uh, I feel like we talked about Han Solo a lot in the last few months. And then maybe just this last month we've been talking about The Last Jedi because it's getting closer, right? It's getting closer. Makes so sense. we're going to get The Last Jedi, and then five months later, we're getting Han Solo. And then a five year. Five months. <laughs> five later. months. And then a year after that, we're going to get Episode 9, which has not been named yet. And actually, the Han Solo movie hasn't been named yet either. I am so happy. It might this. just be Han Solo standalone. Huh. Maybe. Super happy that 
this is going back to May, and hopefully all the Star Wars movies now will come out in May, because uh, it was hard to to like juggle Star Wars and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was kind of hard because we do. I, I do a lot of the shopping and a lot of the planning, uh, and half of my brain was on Star Wars, so I only had half of my brain to think about Christmas and shopping and all that stuff, which uh, caused some tension and some stress. <laughs> well, because we have to get our stuff, our ducks in a row before we, uh, you know, leave town and stuff for Christmas. So I'm just really happy that starting next year, we're back to May. Hopefully it just never goes to Christmas again. I know a lot of people really liked having Star Wars around Christmas time because it kind of made... I do, but if it's better for you than May. Mm. And also, you know what's nice about May? I mean, May 24th, that's like a week before school's out. Which means Star Wars is going to be in the theater during the summer. Which means we can go to matinees during the day matinees? in the middle of the week. The matinees, you know, the, the early shows. We can go in the middle of the week on a Tuesday because you're, you're, we're out of school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Best we, summer oh ever. Oh my gosh, Daddy. Yes? I have an idea. Okay. We should go to one of those things where it shows all the Star Wars movies. Oh, a Star Wars marathon? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have one of those, but... Uh, I really hope there is. I've always could, wanted to go to one. one be included? That's a lot of hours of sitting in a movie theater. I don't care. <laughs> don't they, like, uh, give a break in the middle yeah, of Yeah, yeah, they give breaks. Thing? They give breaks. I don't know if I could do that. I could. I could do that. I would love it. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So tomorrow, May uh, May 2nd, which is probably yesterday if you're listening to this when it when it comes out, uh, but Guardians of the Wills and Rebel Rising are coming out. Uh, so that's pretty Guardians cool. Guardians of the Wills, remember that one? That's the Bays and Cheerit book. I and then, love Cheerit. Uh, Rebel Rising is a book about Jin. Jin, yeah, that one. Oh, uh, right. I am so going to need to read that. I'm going to yeah. love that. I'm pretty sure I'm going to love that as Do much as I love All Stars. So, so here's the question, Anna. And we're just going to discuss this on the show. I would like to buy that on the Nook. But we can get it uh, as a paperback for like eight bucks uh, on Amazon. And it'll be delivered tomorrow or the next day. So... I don't know. I mean, are you going to read it if I get it on the Nook? I don't know. You it don't just know. won't be in front of me, and yeah. I won't. I won't. I won't think of reading it. I won't feel like mm-hmm. it. I just right. No, I'm just not like that. I just don't like to read on the Nook. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, on well, the maybe... computer, I guess it's different somehow. Mm. Oh, because you read on the computer. A yeah, lot. maybe it's bigger. Oh, you can read on the computer. You can read Nook books on your computer. I can. Yes, you can. Really? Yes. How do I do that? You just go to Barnes and Noble Nook, and uh, and then log in under our account, and all the books will be there. Whoa. So if you want to read on the computer, you can. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But you have to yeah. help me sign. I'll help you out. I'll help you. Okay. Out. Yay. So maybe I'll get it on the Nook. Maybe I'll get a paperback because it's nice to have some physical books laying around the house. But yeah, I'm really happy that those books are coming out because I don't have any Star Wars to read right now. And uh, I've gone like three days without a Star Wars book to read. So (gasps) thankfully, 
<laughs> Thankfully, these are coming out. Three days without three a Star Wars book to read. I know. So long. Oh, so three days to, without reading for me would be like, no, I cannot do this. Goodbye, person who told me to do this. I'm reading. <laughs> what, if and then to, two, what if they paid you 2000 bucks to do it? Would you do it? Look at how many books you could buy. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would do it. Mm -hmm. Me too. Of course you would. I don't even like reading that much. I would do it. it. Yeah, I would totally do that. I would take that deal, Liam. I would take that deal. All right. Well, let's go to that interview with Alethea and her six-year-old son, Nolan. Welcome to the show, Alethea and Nolan. Uh, Before we start talking about anything else, though, I want to get this out of the way. Uh, Who do you think Ray's parents are? Ooh, that is a great question. We've we've had a lot of conversations about that actually. Yeah. Not that, Nolan, yeah. who do you think might be Ray's parents? Mm-hmm. No idea. Okay. Um, I don't think it's Luke. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I honestly am stumped on that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think? What do you think, Liam? I think they're just trying to make us think that it's something like someone super powerful, like it's a Jedi or something, mm. and then you realize it's just a regular person. Yeah. Even though there's not such thing as a regular person. Hmm. I think it's either just a random person, mm-hmm. but I also really like the theory that I'm pretty. Didn't they say like they like this wasn't actually real but i like the theory that ray is actually kylo ren's sister and that han and mm. leia are her parents mm, yeah i really like that idea but i don't know if it didn't they like yeah. announce that it wasn't ray true acted, it would be it wouldn't really reacted, work out yeah ray reacted um <laughs> to han's death i would say more than Finn, like a hmm. lot more than Finn. Oh, I see. Like she screamed his name. Sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just right. thought like Leia would have known. Yeah. That was like, my said maybe, something. Maybe yeah. Leia just wants to, um, just wants to hide it from her. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. But why though? Hmm. Yeah. That's the question. No one knows. Mm-hmm. It would be really cool if there was some Obi Wan Kenobi lineage there with her. That would be yeah. exciting. Yeah, I, I would don't know like, how like that this too. would work, but maybe Leia didn't know she had a daughter. Well, that would be really tricky. Right, how would that but, work? But maybe um, <laughs> she would think that her daughter got taken hmm. by the Emperor and that they killed her oh. because they didn't want offspring of. Leia, uh, because by the emperor, though, you mean she had a kid like during the original the trilogy? Oh, by the empire, I see. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's an interesting question, but now that we've discussed that, uh, <laughs> uh, an actual welcome to the show, Alethea <laughs> and Nolan. Um, so. Uh, I think that the great thing about Star Wars fandom is that there's all sorts of people who are fans, and I love learning about people, mm-hmm. uh, like who they are when they're not participating in fandom. So, who are you, Alicia and Nolan? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we are originally from Seattle. We currently uh-huh. live in Spain. I was relocated there in November for my job. Uh, it's a pretty tough life. Um, huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're huge Star Wars fans. We we strategically planned out 
when we were going to introduce Nolan to the Star Wars movies, what, probably, he was two years old, three years old, mm-hmm. and we were we were talking about it. Um, so we did that, I think, when did you see Phantom Menace, Nolan? Was that your first Star Wars movie? Do you remember? Um, I yeah. think so. Yeah, Phantom Menace was his first movie, and we've probably seen Phantom Menace how many times? Mm-hmm. Eight million? <laughs> no. <laughs> Close to that. Oh, how much? Yeah, at least at least fifty times. Wow. Honestly. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, and uh, and then uh, from there we just uh, continued watching the movies. We started watching Rebels mm-hmm. about a year ago, and then we also brought in Clone Wars this year. We started watching, yeah. watching it initially, but he was a little young for it, I think, mm-hmm. until recently. Um, and yeah, so we, um, I mean, we're just a pretty, uh, standard, uh, you know, three unit family that loves Star Wars. Oh, we went on the, uh, Star Wars place in Spain. Oh yeah. We found an English speaking, um, so when Rogue One came out, we found, because they, uh, in Spain, they like to do the actual translation to uh, Spanish, um, the, the dub over instead of the subtitles. So, but we found sure. an English speaking um, uh, theater, sorry. And uh, uh, we now are excited because if any more movies come out, we can actually see it in English. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just do a lot of Star Wars things. We went on the Star Wars cruise, um, the Disney Star Wars cruise. Oh, yeah. A year ago. Cool. And uh, that was amazing. Who, what characters did you get to see on the cruise, Nolan? Um, or who was your favorite? Yeah, we also did Jedi training, right? Darth Maul. You're a trained Jedi. Darth Maul. Yeah, and we saw Darth Maul. Yeah. That was cool, right? Oh, wow. Did you beat Darth Maul? Yeah. Yeah. What? No way. Yeah. Well, he came out again. Oh, oh, okay. So, well, that's Darth Maul, though, right? You beat him, and then he comes back. I mean, that's what he does. Exactly. <laughs> you can cut him in. Seventh sister. Oh, the seventh sister, too? Well, that was first. Wow. That's really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, too, Nolan, for joining. I'm so glad that you can join us, too, on this. And uh, I was going to ask you, Nolan, what's your favorite part of Star Wars? Like, is it the movies or the TV shows? Or like Legos or comics? What's your favorite thing? The battles. Mm-hmm. The battles, yeah. I think uh, I think you have a a a, 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 a uh, I don't know what what word I'm looking common for, interest. but a common interest with Liam. Uh, <laughs> Liam really likes the battles too. I'm really with you. Yeah. I I love the battles. Yeah, and vibroblades too. He really likes vibroblades. I don't As know you if can you've probably heard. tell. No, I just I just say it a bunch. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like vibroblades at all. They're just. I'm just nothing. gonna have to agree with you. It's fun to say. Yeah, yeah. But. So Nolan, you've seen the Phantom Menace fifty times. Have you seen the other Star Wars movies too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. Is is the Phantom Menace your favorite though? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. All right, awesome, Alethea, How about you? What's uh, what? What kind of? What do you gravitate toward for movies? Oh uh, wow! Um, you know, I I was about eight when uh, uh, Return of the Jedi came out, 
uh-huh. the Ewoks. And I know it's not a popular one for people to like, but I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. Oh, same here. <laughs> same here. We oh, both, that's that's my favorite. Yeah, that's my the favorite seventh too. And, the seventh is my favorite, and mm. then kind of the sixth and the fourth kind of tie. Mm. Not counting Rogue One. Oh. Right? Wait, no, Rogue One wasn't my favorite. Oh, it's not when you're... It's, it's probably your my fourth. second favorite, though. I don't know. Hmm. This anyway. is hard. It's hard. It's hard to put Rogue yeah, One in there. I like there. Rogue One, too, and... I like it in a different sort of way. They're all just awesome. Yeah, well, that is true. So, Alethea, did you have the experience of going to Return of the Jedi, like, in the theater, too? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we saw, and I was pretty young, I, it, Empire in the theater... Yeah. Um, and then, but I don't remember it. But I definitely remember Return of the Jedi, and um, and you know how you couldn't go back that much, and you couldn't see it again, and it would just be it stay inside your body, and you were like, oh, I just can't wait to see that movie sometime in the future again. Yeah. And you try to remember all the pieces. Ugh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the trench run one time on TV. I don't remember when or how. And I was like, oh, I remember this. This is from, you know, yeah. like it was such a big deal to even see it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I was, f- I think I was four when Return of the Jedi came out. And I also went, it was one of the first memories that I have is seeing that in the theater. Oh, wow. And uh, I think I must have fallen asleep because I remember the Ewoks, but I don't remember the Emperor. I probably blocked <laughs> him from my mind. <laughs> True. Did you have Ewoks, the stuffed Ewoks? No, I had one. I had a, a friend gave me Wicket, uh, the action figure, oh. which I still have, and that's about it. And I'm playing with it. I play with it. Yeah, now Liam sometimes. has it now. Yeah. Did so you had stuffed Ewoks? Yeah, I still have them. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Have, Cute. I want a stuffed Ewok. I would have loved one of those. Oh, I should have sent you guys or brought one. Oh no, <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, sure, but, do it. <laughs> you sit in Nolan's room right now. <laughs> Uh, I went my first Halloween uh, in when I was in preschool, which was like a one-week thing in my small town. I went as Wicket, and my costume was a T-shirt with a picture of Wicket on it, and that, that was my costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I loved the Ewoks. I would love to see that T-shirt. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> yeah, not sure what happened to that. <laughs> uh. So, um, so I'm wondering, like, Alethea, how's your, uh, how is like your fandom or your relationship to Star Wars? Has it changed since Nolan started becoming interested? Has it like grown or how has it changed? Oh yeah. We were, you know, um, yeah, it was always sort of a childhood. Well, actually the second set of movies. So one, two and three came out when I was in my twenties and we went and saw those and I, I didn't dislike them as much as everybody else did. I wasn't really involved in the like sort of fandom network. So I just enjoyed them. Um, right. I thought they had some problematic moments, but in general, I was happy just to have them out. And then when Nolan was born, we started, um, you know, like we'd buy a little comic book or a kid's book and we'd learn more and more about the universe. And then our knowledge, I mean, we're on Wikipedia probably every other day looking something mm-hmm. up, you know, so that the, the sort of the extended universe part of it was unknown to me until Nolan was born. Um, and so now now I like my friends are always impressed with my depth of uh, <laughs> Star Wars knowledge. You Because know? yeah. I didn't I, I mean, I if I had thought about it, I probably would have known that world existed. Um, I just had never um, uh, thought to explore it. And then with him, you know, he, he actually has really good questions like, why does this happen or how does that work? And 
And then we go look it up and we find out all sorts of cool things. And then my husband and John and I end up down a rabbit hole for a couple hours. And we're, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, I had the, I had the same experience. <laughs> Same experience with me here. Uh, I think Liam asking why why are Sith lightsabers red? I think honestly that one, that question, if I could pinpoint like like and he asked this when he was like three, if I can pinpoint where my you know where I kind of went down that rabbit hole and never came up, yeah. it might be that question. That would I, that resonates with us, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. All because of me. All because I'm of so you. So great. Yeah. yeah. It's all your fault, Liam. Wait, full? Huh? Uh, no, it's great. Um, so you you live in Spain. Is is Star Wars like a big kind of a big thing over there? Like it is here? Do people geek out as much about Star Wars over there as they do here? I know that certain parts of the world it's not that big of a deal, well, and certain parts it is. How do you know she's been here a bunch? How did she? How do you know that mm. she knows how big fandom it is? Here. Oh, because she grew up in in Seattle, in the United States. She did. Yes, yeah. yes, you missed oh, that yeah, part. I yep. remember that. Yep. Yep. Ah. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's hard. We haven't fully integrated yet with, sure. you know, but um, it, I mean, when Rogue One was coming out, there were posters everywhere, which yeah, much more so than any other big blockbuster movie. So I would have, and and a lot of people at my work were indicating that they were excited to see it. Um, and that they knew about the universe. So I got the feeling that it was pretty popular. Like, I mean, I didn't have to say, oh, uh, if I said Rogue One or I'm looking for a theater that plays Rogue One, nobody ever asked me a follow-up question. It was kind of a sure. given. So I think, yeah, yeah I, 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 I mean, I mean, there was just, I mean, that city was plastered with Rogue One posters, which was really cool. Um, well, though, that sounds like it's more than it is here in, in St. Paul and Minneapolis. Yeah. Maybe, because... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I didn't, you know, we went to the th- uh, AMC theater. They didn't even have a Rogue One poster on the outside of the of the theater. They just assumed that people knew Rogue One was there. Like, oh yeah, it was really strange. Um, right, but if they assume people knew Rogue One was there, wouldn't it be bigger? Wouldn't it be bigger? Well, they don't have to do the marketing. I think maybe that's it. Right. That might be. They don't have to put that money into it. Hmm. Yeah. So, what? Uh, and this is a question for both of you and uh, Alethea, you and, and Nolan. Uh, what do you like? What kind of lessons maybe do you take from Star Wars? Like, what do, what kind of things do you think it, it tells us about ourselves? Because good art always, you know, always tells us something about ourselves. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's too big of a question. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a great question. Nolan, do you have any thoughts on what Star Wars teaches you? No, no. Um. Why don't you think about it for a second? Somebody didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Um, oh, that's I hear that. Uh, <laughs> I think for me, what I always what what I've sort of attached to is the the force elements, um, and the, the sense of you know I love that scene in um, seven when uh, Ray is fighting Kylo Ren in the woods. Mm-hmm. She's resisting and she's fighting and she's angry and then they're in that like their their lightsabers are are crossed and she yes. kind of relaxes and lets go and lets everything happen how it should, um, and that's just for me like the quintessential metaphor of life 
mm-hmm. constantly <laughs> struggling to achieve. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, I think the force and what it represents in the, the, the sense that there is meaning in life, but there is resignation at the same time. And those two things aren't mutually exclusive has been really powerful for me throughout my my experience with the films and just in general life. And so that's what I love, like that that being the underlying message of all of this, you know, yeah. on with the hero's journey and good and evil, um, you know, it just makes me so comfortable to have my, you know, child watching that because there's ultimately something bigger to be learned. Wow. That, yeah, honestly, I've, I've asked that question a lot and I've heard that question asked a lot and that is... That's a unique answer. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that answer before. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Huh. I love I love hearing new answers. <laughs> but how would you guys answer that question? Uh, well, for me, and maybe kids, I'll let you think about it. Um, I always kind of go the, uh, you know, uh, as long as you have a good group of friends with you. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can, you can do anything. Um, and also that... Uh, you know, the family that you make is just as important as the family you come from. And sometimes the family you make is more important in certain ways. Uh, or it can be. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of, I always kind of am going back and forth between like friends and family and, and what, you know, what the, the different movies kind of tell us about that. And, and the TV shows too. I mean, I think that Rebels is something that, you know, the, fa- the whole found family thing yeah. is, is such a central concept in rebels um but also family is too uh like the family you come from with like sabine and even ezra right and how those two things are so important in different ways um yeah so that's kind of where i come from with it but what uh kids do you have any any I'm ideas kinda what, what you... going with you yeah with i me? like that too yeah it's too hard <laughs> yeah it's too hard <laughs> yeah well and i also always appreciate the you know just sort of the i mean it's been there since since day one you know, the, the idea that, um, you know, a small group of committed individuals can change the world and for better, you know, I was, I, I definitely gravitate toward like Rogue One. resistance and, and rebellion and, and like those Rogue, kind of ideas Rogue. that, you know, when, when worse comes to worse, yeah, Rogue hopefully One was perfect for that. I thought that wasn't excellent yeah. done in that movie. Yes. I'm talking we, about like Rogue One in the movie. Rogue One, like like Rogue One, like like the group Rogue yep. One. Yep. And yeah. how they did it. Yeah. Rogue One. Right. Yes. We just actually watched the second half of the movie last night and uh No wait, and, yeah, we didn't finish it. Wasn't it oh we didn't quite finish it, did we? Almost. Um but yeah, just the, the whole you know, Jin arguing with all the all of the, you know, senators and commanders and everything and, and I just, love that, yeah, speech. that speech. That speech such a good speech. Right. He's so good at making Pep talks. Pep talks. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> making her so point. True. So true. Pep talks and making her point. Yes. Both. Yep. Did, yep. Did you guys think, with, with, between Jin and Ray, which character appealed to you? Um, well, they're both great characters. So maybe, maybe what, what, what were your highlights on either one? Hmm. What do you think, Anna? Um... Well, they both kick butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Both of them kind of have a background story, but Braze is more, like, mystified. Mm-hmm. True. Um, Ray has the Force. Yeah. Jin doesn't. 
And that that thing that that part that you talked about too, the part where she's just relaxes and then uses the force. That part's really good with Ray, and then the pep talk and the making your point talk. Mm-hmm. I think those were really good parts too in Rogue One with Jin. Anna, when you watch, like, do you um, do you tend to put yourself in the place of? Yes. Jin or or Ray, and which one All is all the time? Which one is it easier for you to put yourself in the place of Jin or Ray? Ray. Ray. Yeah. Definitely Ray, because okay. yeah. it's not like I have to make this huge decision. Uh. Should I fight for my life? Mm. I might die. Mm. Or, or should I just stay here and do nothing about it so everyone else dies? Mm. Like right. it's a, it's a hard decision. And Ray might have to make that decision in upcoming movies. True, but but for. The Force Awakens. I mm-hmm. think Ray's place would be easier, even though she lost someone she really loved, Han yeah. Solo. It's still, I think Ray's position's easier. Mm, interesting. Oh, don't forget about her parents too. Yeah, she lost them right. for who knows what. Captured. Who knows? Death. Who knows? Right. Um, they hmm. left so her. I like. I, I, I well, speaking of like. Who can you put yourself into? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I like speaking of that, I do that. Mm-hmm. I just sit on the couch sometimes watching a movie, and I just float away into the movie and say, okay, now I'm this guy, and I'm oh. playing a story. Wow. So that's what I do usually in movies, and mm-hmm. um, I think it's Ray is easier, I would mm. say, too. Yeah, well, I think... In- for for me, like Luke was always not too hard for me because I came from a really small town, and uh, and that whole like growing up on a farm thing just really hit home with me a lot. I'm I don't know. I, um, so Ray in that way too kind of appeals to me. Like uh, growing up in a in the middle of nowhere and then uh, going, going on an adventure. adventure. You know, the adventure of your life. You know, <laughs> I get that. Right. That other. I read a bunch of books and watched a few other movies that talk about that too. Yeah. Like yeah. the Land of Stories. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for that question, Alethea. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so, uh, what? Uh, and and I don't I don't know if I how much more time you have or how how long I can keep you for, but uh, but I have more things to talk about if if you have time to talk about them. We do. Okay. Um, so, I'm wondering what, uh, for both of you, what upcoming thing you're most excited for um, as far as, like, movies or, uh, you know, season four of Rebels or even books or comics? Oh. What is, what are you most excited for? I'm so excited for the Han Solo movie. Yeah? <laughs> I hope it's everything, I mean, there's just, I, you know, I'm a huge Han Solo fan, so, um, yeah, I hope it's. Uh, it, I hope it comes together. I guess is the right word. I, I, you know, it's such a rich area to mine. So I think they'll. I think they've they've done well so far. And I, you know, I was worried about Rogue One considering all the press, and they seem mm-hmm. to pull it together. So you know, Nolan, what about you? What 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 thing coming up about Star Wars are you most excited to see? The new Rebel season. You want to see if they put in the fifth. I mean the eight. The Eighth Brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. And any of the movies? Are you excited to see Eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who's the eighth brother? Wow. Did so you're. <laughs> He's one of the inquisitors. Yeah, he is one of the inquis. The eighth brother. The eighth? Have you ever seen him? Never heard of him. Have you ever seen can you, him? Can you tell? I don't know. Can you tell us about the eighth brother, Nolan? He's the guy who got the sun out almost. He's the one in when everyone finds out they're small. Oh yes. So oh, he's the him, one. The new inquisitor. The guy that kicks butt. He was the one, he's yeah, on awesome. Malachor, and he. The and he, guy uh, with like the helmet that goes yeah. all over his face. <laughs> oh, like him. you can't see his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he's awesome. Interesting. Now, hmm, yeah, we could see, we could see him, although it, he may have, he may have died. May actually, have died. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I can't I remember if the one inquisitor. I actually um. So he kind of fell. I was at my right? friend's house, yeah. and. Uh, I was at my friend's house, and yeah. um, I actually just watched the last episodes hmm. at my friend's house on Thursday. The la- the season finale of season two. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I watched closely to that part, mm-hmm. and I don't think he did die. Cause he just fell, right? Yeah, Malt kicked it? him off the ledge. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. I thought I might have saw like a blade in the distance. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Well, I, I do want to see more Inquisitors, or I yeah. want to kind of understand what happened to that whole thing, because they kind of, yeah. Hmm, cool. Great. Um, all right, well, you know, I have a lightning round set up, and I think the kids might help me uh, ask these questions if you're up for a lightning round Could of questions. Could we also ask, um, answer, answer? questions? Oh, questions? that might take too long. Okay. Okay. Let's just hear. Let's just hear theirs. And actually, we've asked a lot of these questions. I think in past question and answer councils. So can I start? All right, Anna, you start. What's your favorite creature? Ooh, creature. Uh, oh, shocks. Oh. Nolan. Huh? Ackley. 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 Nice. And uh, what's the shock? Remember, that's the the thing that Anakin rides in Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that thing. Love those things. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, Liam. If you could have one job in Star Wars, what would it be? Oh, uh, queen or princess? <laughs> <laughs> if you could have one job in Star Wars, what would it be? Bounty hunter. Nice. What's your favorite Jedi? No. Uh, Plo Koon. Yeah. Um, Plo Yeah. Awesome. Uh, nice. I, I like Plo too. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. I'd say Obi. Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite Sith? What's your favorite Sith? Grievous. Mm-hmm. Grievous. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And Maul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine is Asajj. Ooh, Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's pretty my, good. One, she's my favorite too. She's awesome. What's your favorite bounty hunter? Zekus. I'm IG88. Wait, who oh, I love <laughs> Zuckus. Yeah, who's Zuckus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys are don't. so Star Wars nerds. I love I know, this. Zuckus right? like, is Florlam. Like, they know about this. Most people I meet <laughs> don't have no idea what Zuckus is. is Florlam. Zuckus and Forlom, remember they're the two other bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back? Zuckus. Uh, That's so great. I love it. <laughs> if you could live on one Star Wars planet, which planet would it be? Mustafar? Yeah. Naboo. Wow, Mustafar Nolan. 
That is hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I would live on Naboo, too. I love Neither. Naboo. It's so pretty. I would, if there wasn't a humongous battle where everybody in Rogue One got killed, I would pick Scarif. Yeah. Mm. That did look like a paradise. Yes, it did. <laughs> I, I kind of want to hear more about uh, Nolan's pick of Mustafar, though. Could we back up a little bit? <laughs> Do you want to live in, like, Darth Vader's castle? Yes. Yes. That is so awesome. Oh, that is heavy metal, Nolan. Do you want to live in the big tank he lived in and look like that? The big tank? Oh, the, the back to tank? Yeah. Do you want to well, back? Do you want to be Darth Vader living in his castle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you want to be yourself? Yes, he wants to be Darth Vader. <laughs> you want to Darth Vader? That's great. Yeah, Darth Vader's pretty cool. I, I have a niece who also wants to be Darth Vader, so yeah. that's awesome. Uh, all right, so we know your Ray theory, or what, what you you know think about Ray. Uh, I want to hear because I think all Snoke theories are awesome. I want to hear your Snoke theory. Do you want to say Who is Snoke? I uh, no. um, So for a while, we were going with the Maul theory, but then Maul mm-hmm. died. Yep. It, so um, we had another theory. What was it? Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah, like some sort oh. of resurrected Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at this point, I'm. It's it's kind of like Ray's parents. You know, there were a lot of theories, and they got kind of um, eliminated in the process. Crushed. Yeah, yeah. What about you guys? I'm kind of I'm kind of the, on the boring theory right now that Snoke is is Snoke. Yeah. Which I don't really like that theory. Like I I I always feel like that's kind of because I love Snoke theories, uh, and I I don't like dismissing them because I think it's really fun to theorize. Uh, but after reading the last aftermath book, uh, it seems like Snoke is this Snoke. you know this being from the unknown regions that is really powerful. Yeah, depending on what I hear from that book, I'm assuming he's just Snoke, too. Yeah. I mean, I I, I completely agree with Daddy. Or Mace Windu. (laughs) And actually, they could be the same thing. No, they could be the same thing. Stop it. So, no, 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 listen. Hear me out. Stop it. Stop, stop. So, Mace Windu falls out the window. All he has, his hands are cut off. Whatever. Big deal. He, He lands on a speeder, and then he leaves and he goes to unknown space so then we know from this last aftermath book that you know palpatine is sensing this this dark you know really powerful dark force in you know beyond known space right that could be mace windu Mm. uh you know that would be so awesome wouldn't that be awesome Actually, I don't necessarily want Mace Windu to be no, Snoke. I don't, I don't want to either, but I think it's the most logical theory, right? No. I do too. <laughs> I want I want him to be Snoke. Uh, all right. So it from yelling, stop it, to yeah, that's good theory. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Last question in the uh, lightning round. Did Boba Fett survive the Sarlacc? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he did. I, I would have said no, but then I heard, I think you guys brought it up that he probably survived. Well, his armor survived. His we know armor that. survived, yeah. yeah. How did we know that? And uh, from Aftermath. And George Lucas did say that he survived, but 
Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if things George Lucas said are necessarily canon anymore. He might have survived, but I real I don't want him to. Yeah, yeah. I want him to just be dead. It's a good story. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good story. He's like, burm, I want to live. Sarlacc eats him. I wanted to live. Uh, to fight. Okay, I want him to be in the eighth movie, and two minutes later, he gets killed by Ray. Sounds oh. good to me. It's like the opening scene. So, like, uh, the opening scene really bad is just Ray. Scene. The opening scene is Boba Fett charging at Ray. Oh. Ray forcing him. Hmm. And then a piddle of her or something. What, what if Snoke cuts. What if Snoke uh, beheads Boba Fett? And then it would be just like when Mace Windu did it in That's Attack of the awesome. Clones. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want it just like oh. Snoke theory to be Boba Fett. <laughs> yes, I've seen that one. No, no, I it's want, not bad, actually. About, it kind of works. How about Mace Window? Yeah. It's Snoke, and yeah. Snoke beheads Boba. Like, right. he, like Mace Window beheads. Django. Django, that's awesome. That's the ring theory, that's, right? That's, like, that's an awesome theory. Wait, Star Wars the theory? and Symmetry, right? What's the theory about Boba Fett being Snoke? Just that he's Snoke. There's, there's you know, people like say it and then they come up with a bunch of reasons why it's true and i've read it but i can't remember all the reasons but it works kind of oh you know what the best the best part of it is that the first order symbol looks if you view the sarlacc from the top oh, and you see all was. those spikes coming in a circle so the first order symbol looks like the a stylized version of the sarlacc pit. <laughs> oh, okay i'm totally sold now oh, it's so Boba Fett. So, did you have any uh, any questions for us for uh, the question and answer council? No, and did you want okay. any questions for the question and answer council? No. Okay. All right, then I'm going to retroactively call that lightning round the question and answer council. Perfect. Um, but uh, before we go, do you know what time it is? No, it's not time to shove one of Jabba's Clatooine patty frogs down my throat in hopes that it will make my voice actually sound better. <laughs> it's time for stop. All right, so I think I think maybe you have a stump the lump question for us. We do. Okay. Awesome. This one's tough. I'm kind of worried about this one because now I now that we've talked to you a while and know the depth of your of your Star Wars knowledge, it's kind of making me nervous, but. Let's let's do it. So Nolan's a huge animal fan, so this is the one that we found that we thought might be interesting to all. Do we know or, or what animals did the visual effects crew study when they were designing the Imperial Walkers from the Empire Strikes Back? Oh, uh, I think I know I this one. I think I know this one too. I just forget. Yeah, I I know this one. I just completely I think forget what it was. It might have been not an, a dinosaur, maybe just a regular animal. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Can I guess? Yeah. Elephant? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That totally makes sense. Yeah. They're both gray. So. Yeah, it does we're make sense. We're not the lump. Yeah, we're not the lump. Thank Yay. you. Yay, awesome. my life. <laughs> I was about to say, how dare you? Thank you for saving my life. You're welcome. Thank you You're so welcome. Much. You're so welcome. Thank you for that stump the lump question. Did you have another one by any chance, or is that? Oh uh, no, that's it. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, 
I, I didn't I didn't come up with one for you guys, but now I kind of wish I did because I'm sure you'd get it. Uh, <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah, I'm going to come up. We right might now. cheat. I might send my husband to okay. Wikipedia. Wait, I got one. Oh. To stall. <laughs> okay, I got one. Oh, you, you have one, Liam. Liam I got one. one. Okay. okay. All right. Wait, they listened to our last episode, didn't they? I don't know. Oh, so well, they listened to their episodes quite, part, so I can't say this one. Go for it. Because I already said it. Fine. What is um the um specialized first order stormtrooper weapon called? Ooh, Nolan, do you know that one? What's the specialized first order weapon stormtrooper weapon called? The one that uh, that nine. The one the guy that yells traitor. The one that yeah. he uses, right? Against Finn. When he kicks it out of his arm and it kind of spins mm. around, that one. By my Kanata's so castle. Cool. Love that but scene. With the electricity at the end. Yeah. Oof. I have no like idea. Definitely. You know, Liam, honestly, I've already forgotten. Same. <laughs> no idea? Yeah. Well, I guess you're the lump. Yeah. You're all the lump. Okay, it's um, I don't know. You <laughs> forgot what? No, just kidding. Well, it's, oh, um, it's a riot control baton, but I don't it's remember a the, the Z6. number. It's a Z6 riot control baton. Z6. Z6 right. riot control baton. I'm all about the weapons. Yeah. Yes, you are. Especially vibrovides. <laughs> we were definitely lumped. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Good question. Uh, <laughs> you were too. I, uh, all of us are, except all for Liam, I guess. Yeah, that's all right. Except Liam. That's okay. Um... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or, or any questions that you had for us before we go? No, um, huh? <laughs> uh, my, my husband's like whispering questions to me. <laughs> um, no, just really, how, how did you guys, I mean, uh, we, we listened to the first episode a long time ago, but how did you come up with this idea? Was it sort of organic or... Um, yeah, how did you ever decide to do this? Because it's such a great thing to listen to, and I'm sure it's a great thing to do together as a family. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of how we thought of it. So I know I mean I listened to uh, quite a few Star Wars podcasts. So for me, like I was listening, and uh, I think it was an episode of the Force Cast that I was listening to, and they were talking about about like how to introduce star Wars to kids and, and some of them had kids and they were talking about, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, well, wait, why, why don't, you know, you should have a kid on there talking about it. If you're talking about, you know, star Wars and kids, let's get kid voices. And then I thought, Oh, maybe I could do that. Um, and have, you know, kids talking about star Wars and, and add that perspective to the podcast. You know, there's so many star Wars podcasts and still there's only, I think one or two other, uh, podcasts that have, you know, children on them, uh, for star Wars. So yeah, it seemed like a, like a gap that, uh, I asked the kids if they wanted to do and they said, yes. Um, and I think we had listened to some, right kids. Did we listen to a few episodes of, of certain, ep uh, podcasts before yeah, we recorded? The one with the two girls. I forget. Oh, what the, well, was. the younglings podcast, they started like at the same time as we did. So, but before we started, I think uh, we would listen to the, to the Star Wars Kids Cast. Yes, mm. um, and uh, 
so that's that's Chris, uh, who we've had on the show, does that. But and that one, he, he also gives us great cheesy jokes. Great cheesy jokes, exactly. Uh, but you know, he hadn't he hadn't done he hasn't done an episode in a while. But actually, the ones that he did are great. So um, I always recommend going back and listening to those. Um, yeah. So so he had a kid friendly podcast. Um, but yeah, so we listened to some of those. I think we listened to some of Star Wars Seven by Seven because it's nice and short. And it gives like the Star Wars, the Star Wars news kind of, um, and then yeah, so we just kind of decided to do it. And then there's also the trivia, which I like. Oh yeah, the trivia show, yeah, or the trivia on Star Wars Seven by Seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, That's my favorite part. Yeah, I think uh, you know, and also like we talked about it all the time. We were always having these big discussions on Star Wars, and we were always talking about it. And I thought, why don't we just record these? Why don't we just record (laughs) these and put them out for everyone to hear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just glad that people have responded to it and seem to like it. And um, you know, we we kind of like that we're small and not super, you huge. know, super huge. And that's kind of the way we've we run it. And I don't like, know that little that thing about the podcast. We were on the top. Oh, and that <laughs> that was huge for us. I was mm. like, what. The how are we actually on also, the very top of this? That was kind of what an ego wrote, boost. That was nice to have. Yeah. What they wrote, uh, Daddy said that's if he was gonna write <laughs> write what his podcast was about. That's exactly what he want. What if someone was gonna write what his pa- write what his podcast was about? That's exactly what I wanted it yeah, to be. That was on yeah the the hypable dot com list. Yeah, that was yeah that was really nice, and it, it feels good to. You know, because we do put a lot, all of us put a lot of work into it, so it's nice to to feel recognized every now and then, but, you know. You put the most work into it, though, because well, you're editing. That's true. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. We really enjoy it, and it's been a lifesaver on long car trips and oh. terrible commutes and, you know, <laughs> uh, so thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on and also for being patrons of the show. Uh, we really 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 appreciate it and it's it's you know it just makes me want to put out a better a better show every time and yeah so thank you so much for for coming on the show and uh i hope you know we can keep in touch and uh you know let us know if you ever want to come on again we'll totally totally have you on oh so, great well and if you're ever in spain come yeah us. right that's we're never gonna be in spain well but... we could hey well I've, I've been to spain one time wait you have yeah my wife and really? i went uh before you kids were born uh we went to Barcelona. Yeah. So we, uh, oh, right. Now I remember that. Yeah. Wasn't that like for your honeymoon? It was kind of like a honeymoon, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was really, really nice. We like it. It was nice there. So, and the weather is probably way better than here, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. And, uh, yeah, may the force be with you. All right, well, thank you so much again, Alethea and Nolan, for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you. It was it was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good time. And uh, in addition to being complete Star Wars geeks and awesome people, <laughs> uh, Alethea also recently wrote a review of the show on iTunes that I would read on the show, but it is so kind and thoughtful that it would just come off as me bragging and... I don't want to do that, but, uh, thank you so much for that review on iTunes. Also, Alethea, it was very kind, very nice. So 
Thank you, everyone, for listening also to episode 69 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force, like Alethea did. And, uh, you know, we have different levels of support over there on, on Patreon, and one of those levels of support gives you an opportunity to come on the show if that's something you want to do. And it's just one of the ways that we can show our appreciation for your support. So thank you everyone who supports at any level. And also just thanks for listening in general. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate all of our listeners. And, uh, you know, thank you for bearing with me and my voice, which has just gotten worse and worse this month. And, uh, we're going to the pharmacy today. Did I already say this? Yep. (laughs) I'm saying it again. We're going and I'm getting some medicine and I'm hopefully taking care of this ridiculous frog in my throat. I mean, I if like there's a real frog, frog, I know, I feel bad, right? I know, but I'm, I, this frog in my throat's got to go. Too. Hopefully I can just take it out and it'll be okay. <laughs> and just set it outside. I can frog in your throat. It'll hop away. Daddy, what if it's actually a frog in your throat? That would be really bad. <laughs> I would give you a lot it would explain a lot. A lot. That would really explain a lot. I would <laughs> shove food in your mouth would just you? over and over to again. To feed the frog? Over and over again? Yeah. No, so you can throw it. Oh. The lot the frog. All right. Sure. <laughs> so. Your voice would be better and the frog wouldn't get That reminds killed. me of a kid in class today. Ate a bunch of Play-Doh. And uh, started. Oh, it was horrible. They got a bunch in his mouth and then he was choking. And I had to like stick my finger in there and scoop it out. And yeah. I love working in early education. I do. But it's moments I like that. It's moments like that where I'm like scraping Play-Doh off of the roof of a child's mouth so they don't choke on it that uh you know it really makes me feel appreciated and it really uh it's the stuff i live for really um yeah, yeah. i like helping people yeah me too especially when they're choking by because they ate play-doh i'll just go like this i did do a backpat until i realized it was play-doh and nothing was going to come out all right well, if you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Children. No, stop. At Force Children. <laughs> okay. What is that again, Anna, on Twitter? At Force Children. And our Facebook is? Children of the Force. <laughs> our email address is? Forchildren at gmail.com. And our website is? www.childrenoftheforce.com. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show. And go to patreon.com slash children of the force to become a patron of the show. You know, just throw us throw us a dollar or throw us five dollars or whatever whatever you feel like doing. And uh, you will earn our undying gratitude and more. Uh, you know, there's different levels and and um, we just, we, you know, we want you to support the show however you want. So whether that's writing a review or, you know, throwing us some money cash. and, uh, cash. yep. Cash. That's uh, cash. Cash. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. No, no, we don't actually think no, like that. No, we but, don't. But, but we, it would, no, we, you we, don't we would be like really, I mean, we would be super honored if you could give us some money. Yes, and it would help the show too. Like yes, it would. I, I was it would thinking, help uh, sound quality. And, mm-hmm. and I've been thinking about ordering uh, headphones that uh, are Bluetooth, right? So when we are talking to people uh, 
uh, over Skype, like we did with Alethea and Nolan, uh, instead of us sharing two sets of earbuds <laughs> that like always are falling out of your ears, uh, we could each have our own Bluetooth headphone, and we would hear it perfectly without any cords. And it'd be comfortable and a lot easier to talk to people online. So, been thinking about doing something like that. So, but you know, that's that sort of that's the sort of thing, right? That costs money, and that you know the the Patreon subscribers really help to pay for. So, you could get we could get new microphones for us. Also, every one of us could have a microphone, and it'd be like la 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 instead of you having to move it. Yeah, that would be nice too. That'd be nice too, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be thanking this person uh, in more depth uh in a later episode but thank you to our newest patron uh genevieve and i'm not going to try to pronounce your last name because i will do it wrong uh but genevieve i can handle that uh thank you so so much for your contribution on patreon.com we really really appreciate it thank you so much for children of the force i'm al i'm anna and May the Force be with you!